This episode of Sports Caffeine is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SC2020. Your balls will thank you. And now, Sports Caffeine. It's time to wake up, recover from last night's mess, and get your fix of Sports Caffeine. It's time to kickstart your day with the latest sports news and opinions. Get ready. Sports Caffeine is live in three, two, one. And hey, welcome, everybody, to uh, Taco Tuesday Night Edition of Sports Cafe. And I'm one of your hosts, El Bushman. Give me one second. There we go. That's a good way to start off a Tuesday night. Uh, uh, I'm her, one of your hosts, El Bushman. Of course, I'll bring in the guys in just a second. Of course, you can uh, stream us live, Sports Caffeine, on uh, iHeart, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, all the other ones, fanstreamsports.com. Make sure you uh, download the app. Of course, we are partnered with Manscaped. Make sure to go to manscaped.com to get your 20% off by entering the code SC2020 uh, for your next purchasing order. So I'll bring in the rest of the guys from Set the Sales and, of course, one of our co-hosts, James Ludeman. James, what's going on? Buddy. Hey, good evening. How are you, Al Bushman? I'm good. The Rays are uh, actually winning a game tonight, four to one. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, adding next to the stream is Nick, who is playing MLB The Show right now. Nick, how's hey. it going? Are you winning an MLB The Show right now? Uh, no, I just rage quit with Kluber pitching against me. That slurve's nasty. Oh well, that's <laughs> yeah. that was your first mistake. Was you know going against him and everything. So that's not my choice. I know it's not your choice. And last but not least is uh, from the J.P. Peterson Show, which you can hear Monday through Fridays uh, from 3 to 6 p.m. on 820 a.m. Uh, is intern Tony. Tony Pellegrino, what's going on, brother man? Happy Tuesday. What is up, Bushman? James, Nick, nice to see you guys again. What's up? We might have Ruth the Truth uh, drop in a little bit later, which is fine. Uh, we always like to have a woman's perspective uh, on the show. Uh, so, yeah, guys, how's it going this evening? Uh, we haven't talked in, in a little bit. Uh, so far, baseball is in full effect. Uh, I know, Nick, you've kind of – have you given up on the Braves yet? Are you still kind of uh, – It wouldn't be a baseball season if it, it wasn't just a laundry list of questions for the Braves, whether <laughs> you know it's, it's pitching or, or whatnot. You know, the bat's coming alive, and the whole lineup looks great, and it's basically the, the phrases around the, the clubhouse were Soroka, Freed, and then – yeah, well, those two have to be guaranteed and then everything else after. So now that Soroka's out and that one guaranteed win is out, I think the Braves are going to have a rough time. The reason why I say that is because I, I want to bring up our first talking point. And, uh, and even though the Rays are winning 4-1 to right now against the uh, the lowly Boston Red Sox, um, you know, the Rays have had a, pu- a, a rough past weekend. I mean, they got swept by the Orioles, the Orioles of all teams. Ugh. And I hear the brunt of that from my my friends who who you know just love to hate the Rays. But anyways, you know they haven't really been playing good baseball. Defense has been an issue. The bats have not been where we want them to be. All, all the guys are batting 200 or below. Um, I did a Twitter poll, which has been gaining a, a little bit of steam with uh, the yes votes on. Is it time to press the panic button for the Rays? It's a 60 game season. You know they've been projected by a lot of analysts saying they might go all the way to the, the World Series and win it all. Is it time to press that panic button for them? 
I I don't think so because what what can they do? What, you hit the panic button. What changes? I mean, they have the squad they have. It's a short season. There's not much else you can do with it. So just go balls to the wall with what you have and, and let the guys prove that are the guys that are there to play. Let them prove what they have to prove. Uh, uh, to answer Donnie's question from the uh, the comments, no, Donnie, this is actually a Tampa Bay Rays hat. Uh, it just looks illuminated, the, the blue from the light of my room. So, no, it is not a t- Toronto Blue Jays. It is a Tampa Bay Rays hat. Sorry about that, Donnie. Uh, so, James, is it time to, to press the panic button for the Rays, or, or should we just wait another week before – you know, this series with the Red Sox is done, and then, you know, we can go on to, to week three. What do you think? Yeah, I, I actually said earlier that, yes, I think it is time to pass, press the panic button. Look, I to me, this is such an interesting season. You know, we've talked about that for the last several months, you know, is that the season is going to be shortened. It's only 60 games. And then now you have, I, I think, and this is where the Rays are going to have the benefit of, even if they don't play well, they still have a good opportunity to make the postseason because of the expanded format. So uh, earlier in a, in a, uh, just a frustration time. Yes. I would say that the, the rate it's time to press the panic button, but the more you look at it, I, I think it's still, even, even though it's only 60 games, it is still a long season. You still have an opportunity to fix it. You still have an opportunity with an expanded playoff to, make things a little bit better. Even if you don't necessarily finish with a winning record, you still have an opportunity to make the postseason. So I, I don't think it's, you know, even for a team like Toronto who sucks, uh, you know, it, it's it's good for anybody at this point. But, yeah, losing to Baltimore like that, the first time since 2016 that the Rays have been swept by Baltimore, uh, that was kind of a tough one to swallow. But they look to be so far bouncing back against the Red Sox who are just not playing well at all uh, these days. Tony, do you yeah, think it is time? I mean, I know there's you know 16 teams are going to get in, eight teams from each division. Do you think the Rays – hopefully the Rays will be a part of that, or do you think it's time uh, – or maybe we should just kind of hold off and hover over the panic button for right now. Is it time to hit it yet I, or no? I don't think you should press the panic button at all. Uh, there, there, Even though there is just 60 games, and yes, we just got swept, and I say we as in the Rays, just got swept uh, by the bad Orioles, you're still eighth or ninth right now in the standings in the AL. So that's not really that bad. So if you just turn it around, you're easily in the playoffs, and that's what we're that's what we're playing for, right? To get a shot at the title. So I think they'll be fine. Your pitching hopefully comes around, and you'll be good. Okay. I I I'm, I I said today on on JP show that I'm not I'm not there yet. I I wanted to wait till after this week's over to to hit that panic button. I think hopefully back home they can turn it around, especially playing the Red Sox right now, and and, and go forward with some wins. So well. Uh, I want- just real quick before we move on, I mean, Aaron Judge is hitting outside of his mind. Uh, we don't talk about New York Yankees hey, look, on this show. You, uh, look, I'm James. not a Yankee. You know me. I'm a Rays fan. Absolutely, I do. But I also understand that, listen, you've got a, a very powerful offense in New York. And uh, Aaron Judge, again, already playing in, in these first few games like an MVP. I mean, he's yeah. just hitting the ball out of the park every night. And, oh uh, yeah, James. By the way, during that whole entire time you were talking, he just hit two more home runs. It's amazing. <laughs> Random drug test. Uh, anyway, no, I'm just kidding. I think uh, Aaron Judge could be a, like a, a football player too. The way that kid is built. I mean, he's, he's just—he's yeah. a monster. He could be a tight end for he's young for, too. That's yeah. the thing. He's, he's a young guy. Like, yeah. he's not, yeah, he's not, honestly, but he's smart. He's smart. He'll play baseball for 25 years instead of playing tight end for 10, and then he'll remember his career. There you go. 
That's a True. good point. So let's stay in the realm of baseball, guys. I know it's a 60-game season. Um, you know, what, what teams have really kind of hit the ground running as soon as the uh, the season starts? And which teams that we all thought were maybe going to hit the ground running have really faltered as the season has progressed in this the first two weeks? Uh, Tony, what, what teams have really surprised you by hitting the ground running, and which ones have kind of faltered at, at first? I mean, I guess the Orioles, right? Five and three, they're surprising everybody. And a, te- and a team that's downfalled, uh, the Rays, right? Their World Series aspiration, I think it's pretty easy to say uh, that it has to be the Rays. Uh, multiple uh, baseball an- al- uh, analysts saying that they're going to win the World Series. The best pitching, well, where is that? You don't know. It hasn't been seen yet. So um, there is still time. Um, maybe you make a move at the deadline. They're not known for it, but... Who knows? You don't know what could happen. It is 2020 after all, right? That's very true. Open for anything. Nick, uh, besides your your Braves, I'm sorry. I'm not talking up. about them anymore. <laughs> I don't, there's what, only so many Achilles on the team. So. What what teams have really surprised you out the gate and which ones have, have kind of just been like, wow, I, I really thought they were going to do a lot better than this? Uh, I'm surprised at the Rockies, and we'll stay inside the same uh, same division there and the, the Dodgers I expected them to be kind of flip-flopped and I know it's too short of a season to say that you know a two-game difference is that big of a deal but like in a 60-game stretch you would think that the Dodgers are stacked I would yeah. figure they would be like the Yankees of the National League and they'd be sitting at you know eight and one seven and one uh so that's really it right there I think um, I also expected the White Sox to be a little bit better than they are right now with that lineup, yeah, with all the guys they picked up in, in free agency in the offseason, too. They've got um, some young guys blossoming as well on the, yeah. on the bat. But I think I, I expect too much out of the, you know, Lewis Robert with his, his first year. <laughs> James, what uh, has anybody from the National League surprised you? I know your thoughts on the Rays and the Yankees and all that. Is there any, any teams from the Nationals that really surprised you coming out the gate? You know, I'm a little surprised the Milwaukee Brewers aren't better. I was, I was a little surprised by that, um, you know. It, it's just a weird division. The Cubs are kind of running away with it right now. Um, but to have Cubby's coming out of nowhere, man. I know, and that's the, that was the other surprise for me is that the Cubs are just playing outside their mind. I mean, it's fantastic to see them play like that. Listen, I love David Ross uh, as a catcher, but I like him even more as a manager. I think he's a really good fit for the team. Uh, you know, when they lost Joe Madden, look, I, I say a lot of things about Joe Madden. He's an innovative coach, um, and he's you know doing doing some pretty good things again they don't have a great record the angels but again it's it's kind of they've also been missing mike trout for a short period of time um so to me i think for the cubs to be playing as good as they are i think is a good surprise um but again i'm, I'm just really surprised that the brewers and the cardinals and the cardinals again have missed some games so that's kind of you know with COVID and things like that but i think my surprise is the brewers i, I thought the brewers would be a better team overall but the cubs are just kind of running away with it well, yeah, you want to hear a surprise. A surprise is the Miami Marlins are in first place in the NL East. Their magical we record go, of 2-1. We we we're going to go to a strip club, and then we're going to be in first place in the NL East. It's that easy, guys. What's the magic number for the Marlins right now? <laughs> I, I honestly think with with Rob, you know, with Ma, Rob Manfred, and the the stooge coming out and saying, you know, we're not gonna ha- we're gonna keep on keeping on with this season. We're not gonna quit, even though, like a week earlier, he was saying, oh, this season might be in jeopardy if the guys don't put up or shut up. And now he's saying, okay, we're gonna have a season. I'm not a quitter on this as well. Maybe you should just take a look at the Marlins and go, hey, you guys can skip this season. Let's let's wait to 2021 and have the Marlins in there as well. But, you know- uh, 
you know who else is a surprise real quick? The the Padres are seven and four. I was not expecting that to be ranked higher than the uh, right. They had the same record as the Dodgers, but we all thought Arizona was going to be better this year too. And, and they're, they're at the bottom of the division right now. So, I mean, the Padres just had a, a great series with the Dodgers too. So, Man, there's a, there's a lot of teams that are kind of surprising to come out of the gate right now. Well, you know, you, we should kind of maybe look at this because I mean, it's 60 games. It's the second half of the season. A lot of those teams that were, you know, kind of bottom dwellers or maybe not doing so well in the first half always pick up that steam in the second half. And this is the time to shine. And obviously, this is a whole different season because it is COVID and it's a shortened season and a lot of guys are getting hurt and getting sick. And we don't really know the dynamics of these teams yet because it's still only the second week of the season. And really not a lot of teams, I I guess besides the Yankees have really caught fire yet and really have started to roll except for the Yankees who are eight one now in the, uh, the AL division. So, um, all right, so let's move on. Let's move on to, to football. Uh, OBJ has been nominated for dum dum of the day and stooge of the week because of his comments the other day saying, uh, you know, the NFL is not ready for a season yet, uh, even though he is not going to opt out. Uh, he's still going to play and make his millions and millions of dollars. Um, do you guys, you know, agree with me with saying OBJ is the dum-dum of the day and Stooge of the week? Well, by saying well he later day, rescinded but... those comments. He rescinded them? Yeah, he well, kind of. He he said that, well, I didn't. now I saw the training facility and how uh, well kept it was and how – uh, they're doing a great job with COVID prevention and stuff like that. So he's like, he wanted to take it back. That's what I said. I was like, get out of here. Dude. If you don't open your mouth, you don't have to take anything back. Yeah, exactly. The right. thing for me is why, why even say anything? Like it's you, obvi- listen, I understand why some players are, are nervous about COVID and they're nervous about how they're going to be taken care of. Listen, the one thing I keep going back to is these guys play at world-class training facilities, facilities that know what is going on. And not only that, but they know how to do things. They know how to keep things safe. They know how to social distance, and they know how to make sure that these players are as safe as possible. You're not trusting them at this point. You're trusting your fellow player to not go to a strip club and then have to get into a huddle with you the next day. (laughs) No, they didn't go to a strip club though. They they went it to uh, they, they according to Derek Jeter, they didn't go to a strip club. I'm sure Derek uh, Jeter's never been to a strip club either. <laughs> you know, this is why Actually, that might that might be true because the strip club is usually at Derek Jeter's house because of his gift bags that he sends to the what the ladies that walk out of his house. So that if I ever get to a strip club, I'm just gonna have to throw Derek Jeter rookie cards at him because I don't have hundreds. So that's but it just it doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't make sense to me that OBJ just has nothing better to do than to sit there and try to crap on the NFL because he just doesn't and look. If you don't feel safe to play, I get it. Just that that's inappropriate. Uh, if you don't feel safe to play, I get it. Then don't don't play. It, it is what it is. You have an option to opt out if you choose to do so. But all I'm saying is, is don't sit there and crap on the NFL. Thank you, Bill. Don't sit there and crap on the NFL when they're trying to do the best they can to make it as safe as possible. And they're doing it. They're not doing it better than the NHL, but they're doing it. They're at least trying to do it better than Major League Baseball has done it. Yeah, I agree with you upon that. I think his comments were just – I don't know if he has – 
somebody in his right ear telling him these things to say because his PR team is definitely one of the worst in leagues right now. But you should tweet this right now because people get mad about it and they'll talk about you. Yeah, I just don't get his I, I don't get his mindset uh, about saying these things and then you know you still have the, the balls to not opt out. If you're gonna say these things, opt out and then your your comments can be valid. Like you're not even you're not even not gonna play now. It's like it's narcissism, bro. Yeah. I, I guess so. I mean, he reminds me of of uh, the character in Ballers, the the, the TV show with, with uh, Ricky Jarrett. Yeah, he reminds me of Ricky Jarrett. That's that's who I get. Well, then you know what? OBJ is uh, Ricky Jarrett is based on OBJ because the character of Ricky Jarrett is just like OBJ. So I don't know. It just seems to me it's just oh. if you're gonna make asinine comments like that, back them up by opting out. I mean, you had a down season last year. Maybe you should opt out and not even play uh, next year or this year. Whatever. Is Odell Beckham overrated now? No, I I still don't think he's overrated. I think he's he. I you know what I I agree with Tony. I think I think he's overrated now. I think he's way overrated. Uh, I think he's gonna say five. He might be in like the top five, top seven area. I put him in top ten. I wouldn't even put him in the. I'll top say five. top ten too. I I don't think he's overrated. I still think he brings a lot to the team, even to a Cleveland team that has more more issues. They have a lot of weapons, but they just have a lot of issues. Uh, I guess executing. I, I don't know. Maybe that's the issue, but you know, to me, I, I don't think he's he's outside of the realm of a top ten as well. I'm I'm with that, but I, I, to say he's overrated, I don't I don't agree with that. He's overrated. <laughs> till he has till he has good seasons like he did in uh, New York with Cleveland, he's overrated. I, he's, he's overrated he, compared to the drama that he brings. But he also had a never overrated to compare to the drama that he has, Nick. He also had a completely different quarterback in New York. Eli Manning and Baker Mayfield are two completely very different people. I mean, you can't you can't sit here and say, well, he's overrated because he has a, a quarterback who doesn't who's inconsistent. You know, that's I mean, but again, then you then I guess the argument would be, well, Mike Evans had Jameis Winston and you know, Mike Evans did just fine. So is it OBJ or is it, you know, is it Baker Mayfield? So, I mean, there is an argument, but I still, to say he's an overrated wide receiver right now, is just, it's a stretch. I, I mean, I would rather, I'd rather have Odell Beckham than Chris Godwin for well, skill-wise. Oh, no, 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 no. For no, skill-wise. No. Mute him. <laughs> I disagree. As a Bucks fan, not, not overall, like I love Chris Godwin. I, I'll take that to the big. I love Chris Godwin, but at the same time, Odell Beckham Jr. is one of like the most athletic people in the league. He hasn't shown in the past couple of years. But over Godwin, I, I have a hard time with that. Well, as your number one, and both are fully healthy. I mean, as, I think maybe as your number one guy, but I mean, the position where Godwin's at, just like James is saying right now, he's a guy that I feel like is going to play for the team. And Odell, you don't know if he's going to end up on a boat taking you know, selfless top pictures or uh, topless pictures with other men. And <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I said skill wise, because you never know like what's going on in the brain of Odell Beckham. But in between the lines, he's pretty damn good football player. That's what I'm. But what I'm bringing up to it though is in the middle of that game. Besides, you know, him making that one catch is I think that he can bring a lot more negative to a team than he brings positive overall. Well, we all know he's a head case. Well, so no, I mean, is he just a m- mild form of Antonio? Brown. Yes, Willie. Uh, he did say Odell over Godwin. So let me let me say this. Yes, he did. Odell still had over a thousand yards the last two seasons. Now, twenty seventeen, he was injured, but he's had a thousand yards in every season that he's been here at least. I mean, he, one year he had fourteen hundred yards. So I mean, but again, 
I have to look at a guy to rate him as a top five receiver. I have to look at a guy and say, who are you playing with to make you a top five receiver? A thousand yards. What do you put Julio Jones, James? I, I put him in top five because he okay. plays because he plays with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is a consistent quarterback. He's not bad at all. Everybody gives him this bad rap. And I'm not look, I'm not a Falcons fan whatsoever, but I'm saying Matt Ryan is also not look, stupid. Yeah. Well, no, but I'm I'm but I'm realistic. I no, look at it and say, look, if I wanna if I want to start a franchise with a guy like Matt Ryan, I'm okay with that. Because he's he's a consistently good quarterback every year. He's not he's not your uh, Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson type guy, but he's not supposed to be that. He's okay. supposed to be who he is. Okay, then as of right now, do you guys consider OBJ a top 10 uh, wide receiver? No. Yeah. So yeah, we got two yeses and what, two no's? So I say, I, I say no. I say no. You no. just said he was a top 10 like five minutes ago. I'm saying borderline top 10. That's not oh, top borderline 10. Borderline that. I, so I say, uh, so we got two no's and two yes. He's not top 10. Okay. No. I don't think borderline should count as a vote. We're split. Nah. Because <laughs> that's like, I could say it is like a 10.5 or something like that. Too. That's like saying the Toronto Blue Jays are going to win the World Series in the next five years. You, really? Like me saying McDonald's. That's like saying, it's like saying McDonald's will give James. Sandwich within the next 10 years, maybe. How well, mad? How mad? Do you want to put a stretch bet on this? Because I'll put money on the Blue Jays winning in the next five years. In the next five years, the Blue Jays will win I'll the World money. I'll put money. Dude, on. I'll, I'd put money on that. They Let's won't put money on a jar and have Carl hang they on. They won't. The they don't have enough good pitching. Sorry. Just no. you know. James, how mad were you when uh, McDonald's didn't put the patties on your hamburger? Oh my god, <laughs> so mad. Wait, what? So, James, you can tell. Uh, the story. All right, so I'll share this. I wasn't going to bring this up. El Bushman just wants to you know, publicly torture me, but it's okay. Um, no, I, I, my, my wife went and got dinner for us and, and it was McDonald's. We don't always eat McDonald's. So, you know, we have it every now and then, but get home and she got the, what, two cheeseburger meal and, uh, open up the patties to, you know, cause we, she likes no onions on them. So she checks to make sure, cause sometimes they put onions on them. It's McDonald's. So she checks to make sure. And to our surprise, there's there's cheese and pickles and ketchup and mustard, and that's it. There's no patties on these burgers whatsoever. So we got two cheeseburgers with no patties on them. So, you're, going ve- you're going vegan, James. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's like me saying, okay, McDonald's in the next 10 years is going to put patties on my burger. That's Dude, how there's somebody works. in the back of a McDonald's stoned as hell right now holding two patties going, like, oh, man, I, for- <laughs> I forgot, man. Oh, dude. <laughs> Anyway. I didn't ask for doubles, man. Oh man! All right, so go, going back to uh, you know, I mentioned ballers with with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and um, his his venture capitalist group it's have. Thank you, James. Right. Have bought the XFL for uh, was it fifteen million dollars, fifty million dollars? Somebody correct me, please. 15. It was 15. 15, 15 million dollars. So, um, you know. This is going to be, I hope, good for the league. I think uh, with him at the helm and his his uh, purchasing group that they're going to really do uh, a revamp of, of the XFL. Do you guys think they will keep the same eight teams, or do you think they'll add more or take away some and maybe put some uh, teams in different spots? What do you guys – I know they laid off everybody in the XFL, but do you think they'll keep the same teams or, or move that or just go somewhere else? It, what, it was working the first time, right? Right, yeah, they had high ratings. I mean, they were – Killing, I think, two million ve- uh, viewers per games. Uh, but th- I mean, this is a new regime coming in. I mean, what if they don't have cities? What if these teams? It's what if it's like an online thing only, where they only show the games and they they structure it around something like this. 
Because cutting out the overhead of having to to play in all these different stadiums and all the extra stuff, I think makes up it's not made up for by the revenue that's brought in by the concessions because they don't have fully packed stadiums like an NFL that's game does. That's correct. Okay. So if they do that and they continue to get the same amount of viewership because they can, they can associate a team, you know, however they want to with the branding or the city. But you have like in, in the Korean baseball league, you have like the Samsung Lions and the the Kia. They should be the Kia Souls if they're not. But <laughs> that's a good one, Nick. Do you think the XFL, if they decide to, when they you know have this thing start again, do you think they could go a bubble way and make this a bubble league? Absolutely, because you could have two bubbles on either side of the country and have each team travel once per season okay. and effectively have the same amount of games that you would have in a full season. I like that idea. I mean, it's a pretty good idea, Nick. You can like make it like. Uh, like how Monday Night Raw, like they travel from different arenas to arenas and stuff yeah, like that. If you're going to have, I mean, what, XFL is not going to have a, say they have 20 teams to start with the first season, if that many. You have 10 on one side and 10 on the other. You have the five play their games, and then they just swap. You have half of the teams go from one side to the other. The only downside to that is that one team gets to play in the same arena or the field, whatever, uh, for the entire season. But, I mean, okay. that's just... I Just like that idea. I, I like the idea of a, of a bubble XFL. I'm going to bring in Ruth the Truth. She's now on the stream now. I'm going to ask her the same question. From uh, Set the Sales Podcast, please welcome hey. to the show. Ruth the Truth, Hello, she, uh, she traveled all this way. She rushed home to get on our show tonight. Ruth, uh, thanks for coming actually, on the show. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm actually not home. I'm in a hotel room because it's my best friend's birthday. Whoa! I, we don't want to know what you're doing in a hotel room. It's, it's I, all good. It's all good. <laughs> this is how we party in quarantine, okay? We just get a hotel Whoa. room, a different vibe, and we just have fun with our... So, Ruth, last night? <laughs> Ruth, I want to ask you the question. So, you know, The Rock and his purchasing group have bought the XFL. Could an XFL bubble work? Where what Nick was saying, they could have the teams travel once a week to go from the bubble to bubble. One, just one bubble. One no, so the, basically they would travel... Only once per year. Once per year. Sorry about that. Yeah. Do you think the okay. bubble could work and ha and that the XFL could be successful with it? Well, I mean, honestly, they need to look at what the NBA is doing and what is working for them. And if they can figure out a bubble mentality where they can keep the players from having contact with outside of their team and, you know, their practice facility and all that kind of – I think a bubble could work. I mean, whatever we got to do to keep the sports coming and keep football going, I think – I'm I'm all for it, but I mean, so you're saying that they travel once a year. So are they bubbled within like their division, like the the teams that they are closest to? Is that what you mean? I'm thinking that with with the way that all of this is going, the XFL has already been had issues the first year with just overall profits. They had good viewership and it had promise, but the the return on investment just wasn't there. To get that immediately is if they have no city attached to them. So like Korean baseball, you have the Samsung Lions. You have different sponsorships that way. And the teams, granted, they still have a home field. But with this, everything's been online anyway. So they continue to get right. that viewership. Maybe they do it on Twitch or they do something of that nature and strike a deal that way with Amazon and, and look for funding there instead of trying to make the money back on concessions. And then as far as the bubble goes, you can look for an arena like they would do for wrestling and just play an indoor football game. And you're only having to set it up to record anyway, so you don't really need stands. So if you right. have a football complex somewhere that has two or three football fields in the same area that may be used for practice fields, 
spend right. some money and 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 use that as a way like give back to the community, fix these football fields up for them, shoot the season there, and use these three fields or whatever to have the teams play, and then send them from coast to coast like uh, afterwards to play the other teams that were playing on the other coast. That's the. Okay. What's that? What's that? Yes, uh, yes, The Rock. I've got Nick right here. Uh, he's available for you to hire right now. That was a great idea, but you have to go yeah, through. Yeah, I mean, I think this con, I think that concept could work. Ruth, let me ask you. Uh, you know, they have the 18s for this year's season uh, with a new ownership group coming in. Do you think they'll keep the same eight teams, or do you think they'll might come in and, and reshuffle everything and go to other cities? Uh, you're just saying that because you want to go to the Vipers games. That's all the only reason why you're saying. <laughs> well, that. regardless, regardless, Tampa's gonna have a team. Regardless if they change to Orlando or Tampa, they'll be somewhere in Florida. I will have access to them. I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're all in agreement. So, you know, James, Nick, uh, James or Tony, I want to get your thoughts on that. The NXFL, you know, uh, the, the bubble thing seems like a great idea. What what do you think Dwayne, what The Rock could do and his ownership group could do to really make the XFL go from the where it was at? Because when it was coming out, when it came out, it was a great product. It was great football. The viewership was pretty decent. What, what do you think they could do to kind of take the XFL – 3.0 and kind of put it up on the upper echelon, which uh, we hope they do when they when they play again. Yeah, I, look, I think the XFL did a really good job when they first came around, um, and and there was a lot of things still even now as the NFL is getting ready to come back that I'm like, man, I really wish the XFL could do this. Um, a lot of rules, a lot of reviews, a lot of things that they did. Um, I don't know if Scott Bradford's watching, but, you know, he's one of those guys that's like get rid of the field goal kicking entirely, go for two. I love I love the go for one, two, or three option. I think it was a lot of fun. It made the game more exciting. Um, definitely more strategy behind that. As you know, I'm a strategy guy, so I love that stuff. Um, so, look, I, I think that The Rock could come in and, and – Again, if he has the right people in charge of this, you know, I, I don't want to really see it change from what it was because I thought what was what was on the field was working. It just right. was a victim of COVID, and it was a victim of, of the time, and it really was unfortunate. So if, if a group can come in and, and, you know, The Rock can use his contacts to make this league better, great. Um, but if they come in and have the same product that they had before, I think they'll be just fine. Uh, despite what ignorant people like Donnie like to say that the XFL is trash, he's right. just an Why? ignorant Why idiot. Why so. Exactly. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so also, also, we we haven't even mentioned this. Uh, the Rocks, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I guess we got to call him by his government name now. Um, his ex-wife is actually the first female owner of a major American sports league. So that's breakthrough. That's not getting talked about enough. Maybe because he's she's in the shadow of uh, the Rock, which just like all the other wrestlers growing up, they were too. So, um, however, I think XFL was doing just fine. I attended a Vipers game, and I honestly, I loved it. We lost. That's when we were 0-2, but I loved every part of it. It made me feel like it had that flag football concept and mixed in with actual organized football, which made it feel fun. And what you don't want is just another NFL. You want to make it your own spin. You want to make it your own baby, and you want to see it grow. And I think it has put more potential with uh, The Rock and his management group than it did with Vince, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. So, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. You're fired! Fire. I, 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 it's it's kind of weird that it, it almost is life imitates art, uh, art because, you know, The Rock and the show Ballers became 
a part owner of the you know the Kansas City Chiefs gave all this money to Patrick Mahomes fictitiously in Crazy. the show, and then all of a sudden you know Patrick Mahomes get this huge contract, and now the Rock is now he's now part owner of an actual football league, which is it's just crazy to me that how life can imitate art. So, so let's move on. So I I, I love being on the show with with all of you, and it's it's so different from the previous show I was on because with this show I like to stir the pot. And the, the pile we're going to stir tonight is going to probably piss off a lot of people, and I like doing that, is we're going to discuss who has the worst fans in all of sports in general. We'll talk fans in NBA, NHL, basketball, uh, football, Major League Baseball. We'll do everything. Who has the worst fans? Ruth, I'm going to go with you. She might be mixing okay. a drink right now. I don't think I she can hear me. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yes, don't worry. Can you guys hear me? Yes, we can. Like mixing a cocktail. That's you it. Not like you're mixing okay. a drink, but yes, we can. Ah, I don't know what's going on with this. <laughs> Give me a second. All right, so I'll, I'll go with Tony. Tony, I'll go with you first. Who who, who has the the worst fans in in all of sports in general? I mean, who throws batteries at Santa Claus? Who <laughs> who throws snowballs at Santa Claus? Like, who has their own jail? In their stadium, who has like it's obviously Philadelphia sports fans, and I like who cares? They they all they all suck, and they're all ungrateful, and they're they're all just superficial jerks, and that's it. And that's all I gotta say about it. They also punch horses. They also eat their own shit, uh, and they destroy things. So yes, or, they do that. Yes, that actually or race with Boston. Either one. Nick, I'm gonna go to you next. Who who do you think has the worst fans? I hate to fucking do it, but I have to. <laughs> I have to agree with Tony. <laughs> when somebody from That's Philadelphia, first, baby. You, That's a first. <laughs> when someone from Philly asks you if you want a special brownie, you don't know if it's gonna be a pot brownie or a brick of horseshit. So it's it's wow, definitely. Um, one of those those things that they're so arrogant too. With a lot of like, oh, we're Philly, we almost did this like i don't know uh, as an atlanta guy we have a lot of fairweather fans but at least we don't do anything crazy james i've been going back and forth on this since we started talking about it and i knew this question was going to come up but i just don't know i'm trying to figure out who i hate more um what, your own raise no no because here here's the thing about the raise um we the the uh, now let me start off by saying this the Rays actually have fans who are legit. They may not go to games, but they watch TV, and that's that's what matters. All right. That's true. So here's what I will say. Um, I'm actually I'm I'm gonna cheat. I'm sorry because I just can't pick between the two. I think there's really bad qualities of both Yankees fans and Red Sox fans. Mm -hmm. Both of them who are. Who said Yankees? I did because they're, <laughs> they're stupid Yankees. morons. Listen, I'm telling you right now, they could be down by 15 runs, and they're like, oh, we're the best. We've won 27 championships. <laughs> Shut your mouth. You don't, you're down by 15. Tony has his pinky up right now. While That's fine. Uh, Listen, 27 championships, 27 championships is great when you won them back in the 40s and 50s when nobody else played baseball, okay? <laughs> the, one, the one championship that you won in 2009 with, uh, what's his name? Oh, yeah, A-Rod, who was on steroids. Yeah, let me let me just talk about that for it's a minute. It's better than celebrating wild card tennis. Hey, 
who has been more relevant recently? And it's not the Yankees until this year. So that's the most recent thing we have, right? Eight and one. Mm, eight and one. I, uh, I will say this: I was at I was at one of the Rays' home openers uh, when Carlos Pena hit his uh, welcome back grand slam against CC Sabathia. They won the game with a walk off single. I actually saw two Yankees fans get into a fight with each other because they were arguing arguing over if the Rays sucked or not. They they've gotten to a fight with each other, each other. Like that and just that's shows me. It'd be like that sometimes. But you then, know, but then, but hold on. But then, other, but then you have the other side. You have the Red Sox, who I'm telling you right now are are. Hold on, hold on, James. I want to give you an update on the score. The Rays just scored again. Uh, the score is now five to one over the Boston Red Sox in the bottom of the seventh. Just so you score. have the Red Sox. And listen, I watched. I had to watch ten minutes of the of the Boston TV telecast tonight because of our TV situation. Oh yeah. So, I'm telling you, they literally think they're the greatest thing. They're in last place in the division, but they think they're the greatest thing since baseball was invented. And I'm telling you, they're just like the Yankees. Both of them have this mentality of, we could be down by 50 runs, but we're still better than you. And, and it's literally the most annoying thing. There's no realistic Red Sox or Yankees fans, period. None. So that's why it's a tie that's, So I, I, will, I will say this. You know, the Red Sox are up there with – with Philly fans. Um, you Philly fans are pretty bad. They are terrible people. But yeah, Red are. Sox really take the cake because they're known for being really racist, too, as well. Let's not forget how racist uh, Red Sox fans are. So um, I would think the Red Sox are probably on the upper echelon. They're, they're fans uh, of the worst fans. Can you put Charles ever. Richardson's comment up here? I, I definitely will. Here we I go. I want to talk about this for a second. Get over it. You've won like how many World Series since 2004? Dude, it's done. You can't, we're not going to feel bad for you anymore. Get over it. No, we're definitely not going to feel bad for the we're Red We're not going to feel bad though. for you anymore. What we so, have agreed on is that everybody from the Northeast is an asshole, is what it sounds like. <laughs> That's true, too. <laughs> we talked about that on Set the Sales last night. We're like, man, we hated Tom Brady for so long. And now and he's then a buck. James that color. We're like, man, there's something so great about him now. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it's, it's there. Of course, this is Sports Caffeine. Thanks for everybody for joining into our live chat. Uh, if you go to manscaped.com, who is one of our partners now, you can uh, enter in the code SC2020 to get your balls a nice little lawnmower and make yourself nice and smooth sailing down there. Uh, uh, yeah. Nick, or did you happen to try out your Manscaped lawnmower? Tony, did you happen to try out your new landscaping uh, lawnmower for yourselves? It's uh, no, I'm about three days away from my scheduled date. So okay, so we'll you've you've grown, you've grown out you've grown out the bush to to, to, to mow it down. I got you. All right. Yeah, I actually have like a downtown fade, not an uptown fade. It's, it's uh, crazy. There was, a solid, there was a solid connection uh, at a certain point. So I got you. Yeah. Lawnmower, lawnmower Nick, did it? Does good. it feel like there were angels lifting up your huevos on a pillow and just setting them down yeah, on? <laughs> it's okay, Ruth. It's all right. Enjoy your party. Stay safe. Don't I get roofied. It's all right. It's all good. The Wi Fi is crap. It's all good. It's hotel Wi Fi. It's all, it's all good. Don't worry about it. Yeah, hotel Wi Fi is garbage. She just has to pop out as we're talking about shape. Charles, why are you calling me a hypocrite? I'm just telling you that, that we don't like Red Sox fans. Sorry. Get over it. It's Sorry, man. I'm sure Ruth is. <laughs> so, yes, Dwayne, she's probably uncomfortable with the conversation, but we do have to plug the, the, the sponsor we and partner of the show. We it, do right? have to plug, plug, plug. So, what I will say, though, without being crazy, rude, and whatever crude about it, is the little light that is on the lawnmower is worth it. 
That yeah, is all yeah. I want to say. Dwayne, do you realize that we that Kristen has also been on this show? And do you realize what we have talked about with Kristen before on this show? Kristen's or like one of the guys. Comfortable with this. Yeah, Kristen's like one of the guys. It was Ruth. We, they, J.B. Peterson talking about strippers last night on our show, man. Come on. That's true. That's a good point. Although I haven't seen Ruth drink yet because I've seen Kristen drink, and she can drink most guys under the table. I mean, I don't know about now because she's now engaged and everything, but, I mean, she can drink most guys under the table, so. They work better together. She could probably drink more now. Yeah, Kristen likes game. She did a whole advertisement about it. It was really <laughs> great. So let's let's close out the show uh, with one final segment we're going to do. So CBS Sports uh, put on three options of whose career uh, would you who, would you rather have. So I'm going to read off each option for you guys, and you guys pick which one you want. Option A is you are a 15-time All-Star. You're a two-time MVP. Zero championships. You're a Hall of Fame inductee. And then your career earnings are five hundred million dollars. That's option A. Okay. Good one. Option B: You're a two-time All-Star. You're a one-time MVP. You have one championship, and your career earnings are fifty-five million dollars. Okay, that's yeah. option B. Option C: Zero uh, All-Star appearances, zero MVPs, three champs. You have a career earnings of a hundred million. And last, option D, you're a 10-time All-Star, zero MVP, you have one championship, you're a Hall of Fame inductee, you have total earnings of $200 million. So which one would you guys rather have? Uh, Tony, I'm going to go with you. Which one would you rather have? Option D, no question. Hall of Fame, a title, 10-time All-Star, $200 million in the bank. Say less. I'm, I'm chilling on an island, kicking back. All right. Nick, what would you rather have? I didn't think I'd do it two nights or two times in one night, but I <laughs> agree because I don't think wow. that the MVP is as important to me because Matt Ryan has an MVP from a season that they lost the Super Bowl horribly. So I'm sure he would rather have that ring than the okay. MVP. And the 10 time All Star solidifies all the endorsement deals that you're going to get over that career. So, okay, James. See, I don't think it's as, as easy as that. I think, listen, I, I'm, I, man, it's so hard not to take option D because it, option D, there's a lot to it. I mean, 10 time all star, you won a championship, you go into the Hall of Fame and you make 200 million. I mean, that's great. Now, I, I'm looking at option A too, though. And you make more in your career, you still go to the Hall of Fame. Yes, you don't win a championship, but you've been in the all star game 15 times and you're a two time MVP. I mean, I know it's all about the title. So, you know, for guys like Charles Barkley, who never won a championship, for instance, he's a great player. He's probably one of the best to ever play, but he'll never be considered that because he never won a championship. Dan Marino. Well, well, let's just do this. Let's just do this. Is it? Would you rather have Dan Marino or Drew Brees' life? No. See, I mean, Drew Brees. Still, yeah, Drew Brees oh. won a title. I you mean, mean that's, Drew Brees. I got a title. You know what I mean? <laughs> but then again, you could also be that guy that's like option C, and you've won three titles and only make. You know, hundred million dollars for your career. If I'm looking at a guy like five hundred million dollars, it's kind of hard. If I had an option to turn down that kind of money for five hundred million dollars, I'd almost be inclined to take option A. Almost. Okay. Fun fact. Fun right. fact. By the way, Drew Brees has never won an MVP. That's wow. See, yeah, that, that's wow. surprising. That's that is very really surprising. surprising. As many times as he's been over five thousand or uh, five thousand yards in a season. That's really surprising. I, I think he might have lost it that year to AP because they ran did for the, two did the officials have anything to do with that at all? Oh, <laughs> here we go. 
conspiracy. It's all good. All right, guys, we're going to close out the show. Any final all thoughts? Your answer. You, didn't My, you know, going through all of these and analyzing them, I mean, option A looks pretty tasty, and I look more towards the money than anything. $500 million, you can do a lot with that because you, you can buy a stake in a team like Patrick Mahomes did. I mean, he's, he's a part owner of the Royals now. Uh, but you're 59 all-star. You got two MVPs. Option D, option B, I mean, you got the all-star appearances. You got the one MVP. You got the one championship, but you're only making $55 million. I mean, that's that can go a long way, but, you know, how long could that go? Uh, option C, you got three championships. You have, a, you have $100 million, but how much, how much were you really involved with those championships? Were you a bench guy? Were you, uh, like, you know, were you that type of dude? And then option D is... I mean, the option D is the most appealing. I mean, you're a 10-time All-Star. You've got the championship. You're in the Hall of Fame. And then you've got $200 million. Why wouldn't you pick option D? I mean, you've got the you've got the jacket. And you've got the championship. You've got money in the bank. I'm picking op- op- option D, man. Yeah. I just The only reason I'd go with A is because you get more money. That, and that's now, what if, now, what if option D had uh, no championship? So you're a 10-time All-Star, a Hall of Fame inductee, and then you got $200 million in the bank. I'm still taking option D. You know why? Because you've got the jacket. You're in the Hall of Fame. That, that's ah, that's one but of those still things. The Hall of Fame is a 15-time All-Star and a two-time MVP, and you're making $300 million more million. I mean, option A, you, I mean, that's – There's looking, no championships, though, with that, right? Yeah, but if you're looking just at money, I mean, $500 million, you're not going to turn that down. If somebody came to you right now, Nick, and said, would you rather – play your whole career well, and I guess, yeah i guess no but if, but if, no but if you hard. ask me would you rather have a world series ring and 200 million dollars or 500 million dollars i would say 200 million dollars in the world the series ring. ring well i guess i guess you I, I wouldn't say 50 million dollars in the world series ring because 50 <laughs> would go that's like property tax like, after a dude, i ring. got no burger on my patty bro i'm taking the five <laughs> <laughs> James can go buy himself a couple of McDonald's I'm investing McDonald's, man. And he can go buy a couple of franchises and make sure they put patties on every single burger except for his. So, All right, guys. Any last news and notes before we get on out of here? Uh, no, man. I um, I won three games while we were playing. Uh, Kluber, I came back and I smacked his ass around a little bit. So, Nick, if you want to give out your gamer tag to have everybody request you for playing. Yeah, we know oh, it's uh it's I'll post it on the comment of the video because it's uppermost con forty four. It's something that was given to me directly from Microsoft. So oh very nice. Yeah, okay. no, mine was uh, like you know, legit rhombus 04. It's better than like big dick daddy forty two or something. So <laughs> oh dude, you know what people were like in the, the early two thousands when Xbox Live first started? It was yeah, wild out there. Very, man. very strange. I was actually uh, I was playing Grand Theft Auto the other night and uh this dude kept killing me and then invited me into his, his group and then like was talking shit the whole time. It's like, I'm like 37 years old and you're like a 12 year old child. Like why, <laughs> why do you want me to respond to you? I don't, I don't understand. The best one I've ever seen is there was a guy I was playing call of duty with. And every time he killed someone, he'd yell in that shirt. Like every, that's all he'd yell every time. Dude must've yelled it like 50 times. It was well, like, I'm glad you guys brought video games. Cause I'm freaking ecstatic for the new NFL 2k to come out whenever that happens. That yeah, big. You're not ecstatic about Madden 21? <laughs> Bro, Madden, Madden sucks for years. They're coming out with a 2K NFL game again? Yeah, they revamped it. It's coming back. Oh, out. that's exciting. Well, I think it had and, to. And, the NFLPA gave away the licenses. So. Yep. Well, All right, guys. For, uh, for everybody in the comments, thanks for joining in. Uh, 
you, of course, you can stream us live uh, on our replay show on fanstreamsports.com and also Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Make sure you go to Manscaped. Type in that code SC2020 to get 20% off and free shipping for your next order. For myself, L. Bushman, James, Tony, and Nick, and Ruth, who came in slightly but was in a hotel bathroom. Uh, we will see you guys next time. On our Thursday night edition of Sports Caffeine, we do have a special guest. The fantasy girl, Rosalie Michaels, will be joining us as well to talk a little bit of fantasy sports. So we will see you guys next time. It is Sports Caffeine. We are out. This episode of Sports Caffeine. Thanks for listening to another episode of Sports Caffeine. Available for streaming on FanStreamSports.com and FanStream Sports, the app.